you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 75. And today we're talking about how to let a client go. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Hello and welcome back to another Thursday episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Hyde, and as always, I am joined by the delightful Samantha Riley. Hello, Sam. Hey, Tim, how are you going? I always sit here waiting to see what words you're going to use. What am I going to use? <laughs> what our listeners don't really know, that is I've actually got a list. I've gone through and, and got my team of VAs to pull out all the sort of amazing adjectives they can <laughs> of, uh, that I could describe, I could possibly describe you with. Yeah. And I'm laughing because I and know I'm... that that's exactly what you probably have done. <laughs> that's the sort of thing that you would do. So today's episode is all about soup recipes. <laughs> that's what discussing. We, we were just discussing our soup recipes before we hit record, but no, we're that, not going to talk about That's right. About and look, that. we, in, in Australia, okay, obviously for Australians, not so much for our, our US listeners, um, we're, of course, getting into a, a colder part of the year. And in fact, in Canberra this week, it's going to hit minus one. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And I haven't yet had to scrape ice off my windscreen, but was pretty close to it mm-hmm. this morning as I went out to another breakfast networking meeting. And then we thought, soup, soup's a fantastic thing for winter, isn't it? <laughs> I make soup every Sunday in winter. So we were just discussing, uh, discussing my soup recipes. So oh. if anyone wants my soup recipes, reach out by personal message. We're not actually going to discuss soup on, on the Thought Leaders Business Lab. <laughs> well, look, you know, there, there are, there are, you know, it's still relevant for Thought Leaders uh, if you're in the, uh, the, the cooking space, right? But no, really today we're going to talk about how to fire a client. Yes, and we decided to talk about this conversation or bring this conversation up because it's the kind of thing that we don't really like to talk about. You know, it's the thing that keeps us awake at night. So it's pretty tricky to know like when to do it, why we do it, how to do it. So we thought, why don't we just open the closet yep. and open the conversation and see what it is. So let's start with let's start with why. I mean, why would you, why would you fire a client? That seems. I mean, it seems completely crazy in many yeah. ways to fire a client, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, and for many of you listening, some of you probably have already got heart palpitations thinking, I'd be afraid to fire a client because it's uncomfortable, because I can't afford to. But sometimes it's what we need to do to move business forward. So I think that the very first thing is, and I know that, that uh, this has happened for you too, Tim, we transition our business down a different path. Yeah. And we might have a program that was really successful, but we're not on that same path anymore. So it would be, I think, negligent to actually keep trying to look after those clients when it's not the way that our business is traveling anymore. 
Yeah. And I think it's one of those hard things. I know, you know, everyone of, you know, both you and I, Sam, as well as everyone listening on this podcast right now, will have taken on a client at some point and just said yes when your gut feeling said, really should have said, maybe not this is the exact right fit for where I am or where yes. I want to go. And we often do that because, you know, at that point in time, we're not really confident about ourselves or business isn't really where we need to be. And it's just that, it's that quick win that's right in front of us and we, we yeah. grab it. And then often later on, we, we sort of start to look at it and say, hey, that was probably in retrospect, 2020 hindsight, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was probably not the right decision to make at that particular point in time. I think, you know, having that sort of, I guess, that courage to look at your client base either because you've, even if you brought on the wrong client, that's not quite the right fit for where you want to take your business or you're moving your business in a different direction, mm-hmm. 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 Which, we, which we certainly do as our business evolves, that we want to sometimes go, okay, I need to look at my client base and I'm going to go, these are my A clients, these are my B clients, these are my C clients, and these are my, hopefully you don't have too many, mm-hmm. too many of my D clients. And we should be looking at that on a reasonably regular basis. Okay, I would mm-hmm. think every six months at least to mm-hmm. go, who is a fit in my business that I can provide real genuine value for that I enjoy working with and are going to take me in a direction that I want my business to go? Totally. I know that one of the ways that we can get around having these, what you and I call D clients, is having a really good onboarding process or, or even like a, a selection process, so I guess, before you even onboard that client. But sometimes that doesn't even bring up, you know, every now and again, some people will still slip through the cracks. I can think of a client, and this was a good 10 years ago, where she ticked all the boxes. Brilliant businesswoman, really good at what she did, but it wasn't really a fit for the program that she was coming into. Mm. She talked me into her being the right fit. But it became very apparent very quickly that she wasn't. And what ended up happening was that started to erode my confidence as the coach because I was thinking, I'm no good at coaching. I can't get her the results. But then what happened was there was this one particular day we were going round and round in circles and I just thought far out. I I just need to give this coaching gig away. I'm no good at it. But the very next client I had on the phone, we'd, we were done and dusted in 10 minutes mm. and, it, and it made me realise she's not the right fit for where I'm going or the, not, the right <clears> fit for my business. That's something that you need to pay attention to too. Yeah. It can take your confidence away. There could also be problems where a client is bringing not the, the best positive vibes in with the rest of your clients. So there's many reasons why you would... Yeah. I think that's really important, particularly if the way you've got your business structure right now, it's, it's a group dynamic. And particularly if it's a group dynamic where there's interaction between members, you know, you've got to get that cultural fit right. And just the same way that you would hire an employee on cultural fit, I think that selection process, Sam, that you just talked about there, in making sure that you're actually protecting that quite vehemently almost to say, if you don't meet these criteria, you know, you don't get in at all. Right? Absolutely. So certainly, certainly that first part, you know, being really selective on the, on the way in as well as, you know, once they, if they don't meet the criteria, once you've done your onboarding or, or whatever, you know, that's probably when I'd be looking at and saying, hey, look, you're not quite a fit for our community or for my programs or wherever. And that's where I'd start to look at it. Because if, 
if that starts to undermine your ability for, as you said, for your confidence or for your ability to deliver value, but also value not just to that person or that person's business, but also to your other clients as well. Yes. Um, that's the time when I'd be very seriously looking at and saying, hey, is this person, is this business the right fit for my client base going forward? Absolutely. And I know that mentor that you and I have both shared and, and another mentor that I can think of that does this very well and really protects the group of paying clients that they already have. And I think that that's, you know, super honourable because they're not thinking about the dollars that are coming in. They're thinking about protecting and making sure that they're serving the clients that they already have in the room. Yeah. And very, very important if there is that group dynamic where there's interaction between members. Because if you Definitely. get the wrong, if you get the wrong fit, it can actually sort of fall everything apart. Yes, you put everything at risk. How often do you reckon you should, you know, just on 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 when? How often do you feel that you should be doing that kind of review and saying, "Hey, look, I don't think you're the right fit for where where I'm going to in the next you know, next twelve months, next two years," or or even saying, "Hey, look, I think I've delivered all the value I think I can deliver to you. It's time for you to kind of go and see so and so or take that next step with somebody else." Yeah. I think that it, there's no hard and fast rule here because there's different reasons that you would want to be having this conversation. So I think if you've got a group coaching sort of group that's in the room, like we, we were just talking about, I think that you need to be paying attention to that every single minute. You know, that's not a let's look at that six months down the track. If there's someone in the room and I know that I have been in rooms where a mentor of mine has actually asked someone to leave at the coffee break because they could already see what was happening. It needs to be that quick. But every six months, which is what you mentioned before, that's definitely something that I do in my business. Or the next one would be if you were introducing a new program or you were transitioning your business, I would always look to see a suite of products. <coughs> and with the way that the business is going, am I still supporting all my clients in the right way? Yeah, I think that last one particularly is something that we overlook a lot when we sort of pivot and change direction with what we're going to next is that we don't look and say, hey, you know, is my current client base a good fit for where I want to go to? And, and yes, many of them will be because you're developing that next evolution for them. Yes. But, but some may not be. Yep. yep, totally. So that's why we would want to let a client go. We've talked about when. I'd love you to share, Tim, how do you approach this? Because it's not a very comfortable thing to do, is it? No, it's not. And I'll be honest with you, it, it scares the shit out of me, right? I approach it with a great deal of trepidation. It's not an easy conversation to have. And particularly if you've never done it before. Yeah. Right? Because you, I think as coaches and consultants, we feel like we're letting people down by having that. Yeah. By having that conversation. And we need to be honest with ourselves and say, look, you know, look, this is just the not a good fit you know, we are not a good fit for where that I want to go. And if you keep servicing that person where they are, you'd never get to progress yourself as well. So yep. I think firstly, you need to acknowledge that it's not an easy conversation to have. The second thing I think you need to have is, you know, is that sort of honesty with yourself. Um, and those are the two things I, I, I think, you know, that's important to recognise in yourself to first. And the third one is, is when you actually approach it and saying, hey, look, I need to have an important, you know, don't make it a flippant conversation. It's like, ha, 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 you know, you're going to go. I think you need to sort of be honest and say, look, I need to reach out to you today because I have, I have an important conversation that I need to have with you. Right? It is an important conversation. If you, I mean, I think as Sam, you mentioned um, offline before, often, often your customer is feeling the same, right? But mm. They just haven't had the courage to sort of raise it 
raise it either, that it's not quite the right fit. But if you have that, that courage, you take the first step. You know, you, you approach it with a great deal of integrity. You do get to lead the conversation there and just yeah. say, look, I need to have a conversation. And the words I would use with that is, I don't think we're right fit, the right fit going forward or I don't think I'm, con- I'm able to continue to provide you the value that respects the relationship that we have. Right? And I the, think and that the role that you're playing. being open and saying, this is where my business is heading and I don't think that I can serve you at 100%. So this is why I'm making this decision. No one's going to get grumpy with that or no one's going to get angry with that because they will respect that you're looking after them. And, you know, as the good business people that we are, we're doing it with the right integrity. We're coming in with the right intention. So no one's going to get grumpy with that. To be honest, if they do, you've just validated (laughs) (laughs) yourself. Thanks for that one. (laughs) And, you know, let's face it, this is something that doesn't happen all the time. It's This is a a very, I would say it's a rare occurrence because I think that, you know, if we're marketing in the right way and having conversations authentically, we're going to be attracting the right people to us anyway. So the conversation that we're having today isn't like a letting people go all the time. If you're in a position where you're feeling uncomfortable and you're dealing with a lot of clients that you don't really like dealing with, then the problem isn't the clients. I would say that, you know, you really need to go back to the drawing board and look at yourself and what's going wrong. But this is just a a very rarely kind of occurrence. But it's also, you know, we decided to talk about it today because it's something that I've never heard anyone talk about before. Yeah, no, it's a, and, and not an easy conversation. We were like, how do we have no. this conversation with No. <laughs> just, just to be clear, if your clients of ours are listening to this conversation right now, we've either had the conversation with you already. <laughs> if we haven't, you're safe. <laughs> I, was gonna, I absolutely love my clients and I tell them, I hope often enough, but if not, all of my clients, I absolutely love you. Yeah, look, we, we do need to have, I think, that duality of conversation with our clients. One about the stuff that we actually deliver to them and the second conversation we need to be having in parallel on a relatively regular basis is, is this relationship working for both of us? And we need to put that, when that needs to be in our onboarding process, it needs to be that regular checking with the clients and saying, hey, just want to touch base. I know we're doing some great work together, but I want to check in and say, hey, look, are you getting, you know, do you feel like you're getting value from what we're doing together? And if not, let's look at whether we need to adjust or stop what we're doing. Yeah. And look, you know, if you're in that startup phase and you're sort of, you know, not quite at the $50,000 a month or you're, you're, you know, you're sort of bouncing off that $10,000 ceiling that so many of us as coaches and consultants, that's that first barrier um, that we need to break. And you're thinking, oh my God, if I let go of this 500 or $1,000 or $2,000 a month client, what am I going to do? It's just... It's going to be, I'll be in a world of pain. It's a big hole, you know, when when you don't have a huge amount of turnover. But I think what you're doing is... If you're at that point and you're hanging on to the dollars, you're probably hanging on to it for the wrong reason. Actually, I, I can share here that I have learnt that energetically when you are holding on to people for the money, that's when things do go a little bit wrong. And when you cut the tie that you know that you need to cut, it closes that door but it opens another door. And you cut off that one little bit of dead wood and all of a sudden you flourish. It can be scary to do, but I think that, you know, you can check in with your intuition. You know, you already know whether it's something that needs to be done or not. 
Look, um, that's I think that's just about all we have for today. It's going to be a short, sharp one. But look, if, if, you, um, if you've got a question about this particular thing and you want to reach out and, and be a little bit vulnerable about where you are, we'd love to hear from you and we'll certainly look at covering that in a future episode and, and share that story with you. But just to recap, look, look at regularly why are you bringing in the right clients? Um, are you making a transition in your business and got clients that aren't necessarily going to fit where you want to go? Don't be afraid to, you know, to let them go and, and move on yourself. Mm-hmm. A bit like, bit like any relationship, really. Really? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do that regular review. If if any point you realise that you're not delivering value, so we're looking at when, if you feel like you're not giving delivering value, if you, when you check in and with someone and they're, 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 they're starting to get disengaged with your program or they're not, if you're in a group situation, if they're not the right fit for your group culturally, have, you know, have that conversation. And the third one, you know, how to, you know, first one, you know, have the courage in yourself and, and be honest with yourself about whether they're the right fit. That's the first two questions. And then have a conversation with them, initiate it via email, recognize the importance of the, case, of the conversation and acknowledge the importance of the conversation. And then either talk about, you know, well, look, I don't think we're the right fit. I don't believe we're delivering value or I'm moving in a different, different direction. Um, from what I've been able to do with you before. You might find they want to come with you, right? But, you know, and they want to transition. But I think those are the three things we need to sort of initiate when we have that conversation with people. Totally. So what have we got coming up next week, Tim? Oh, I reckon we got the best episode ever. I am excited about the next episode. And it's not about soup. It's uh, not about soup. <laughs> and it's not about where the pineapple belongs on pizza. Uh, oh. We might save that one for a future episode. <laughs> we've got we've been collecting all the Q and A's that we've had in over the last few weeks via the submit button and ask Sam and Tim questions hashtag that of course that you've been submitting and we're going to little do a little compilation question episode of all the questions that you've been sending in to us. Yes, answer those on the next episode. So we're really looking Absolutely. forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be heaps of fun. So listen out, might hear your name. We'll give you a bit of a shout out. But if you like today's episode, we'd love you to share this with your social networks and give us some like, give us some love, give us some comments. And yeah, like Tim said, we'd love you to hear your feedback. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all next episode. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Bye. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.